It's a journey, Diane. It's a journey of many miles over rough terrain. And then you get to the nice flat spots and there's vistas. And uh, But then you can see the storms coming from farther away, you know. The, the tsunamis, the, the twisters, the, the cyclones, the pharmaceuticals, the covered wagons, and the uh, pickup trucks. And the, you can see the, you can watch the wind because there's a bunch of uh, pamphlets that were released from a, an airplane during World War II that had been circling the earth. Uh, in the upper atmosphere and once in a while if you're standing in a certain promontory a bunch of those pamphlets will suddenly drop do any of you know what he's talking about and uh but luckily there's always it's 9 24 a.m saturday april the 9th 2022 i'm bill i'm diane it's the bill and diane You can see I'm trying to mix it up a little bit there with the, with the, uh, the big fanfare intro. I, Overture, I guess... hit the lights. This, this is, is it, the night of nights. No more rehearsing and nursing and pots. We know every part by her. Okay. So here we sit in the midst of the grandeur and the color. The vibrancy that is the treehouse in springtime. I like the angle of the sun right now. And also the fact that it's 39 degrees and sunny. Man, oh man. And Seattle's weather has been its usual whimsical self. It is. Yeah, it was 80 degrees a couple of days ago. Now they're forecasting snow for tomorrow or for tonight or something. I don't know. But hey, life is groovy, life is swell. Would you say it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine or a slow week here in Lake Barbiturate, Diane? I'd say it's more kind of slow. Really? Well, kind of medium. Medium. In between. Oh, jeez. Come yeah. up with something for that. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because we, it, it was not a busy week for me work-wise. That is for certain. Well, true. And I would say the busyness came from the extracurricular activities. Yes, we did have a lovely Thursday. Uh, our friends Nancy and Marjorie came over for soup. That and was such a... That um, was a delight. They are, and it was such a spontaneous... Yeah, and I had no idea. Thought. You know, I was just kind of like... Because the thing that was happening was that my friend Amy... See, Nancy and Marjorie and Amy are the other three members of this group that we have been calling a songwriting group for a few years, but <laughs> hasn't been much songwriting going on, except Amy, of course. Um, but we've been doing writing things together, and we were meeting over Zoom for a couple of years there. And we've been trying to arrange a face-to-face -face contact at some point, and then my hands went south, and I started feeling depressed and like oh i'm not a songwriter anymore so you know when bill's feeling sorry for himself nobody wants to hang out with him 
It's just the truth. Just understand this. If, if Bill is in the kind of the, the throes of woe, he's just not a very popular guy. Now, people will always come over to hang out with Diane because she's full of uplift and that whole kind of magic thing that she's got going on. And they just kind of let Bill sit in the corner and drool on himself. You know? I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Once a week or so, Diane hoses him down. They just kind of let him sit there and stew in his own ah, ham and eggs. juices for until until he snaps out of it, which eventually he does. But anyway, what were we talking about? I think Mar- the last time that we saw them was about a year ago. Was it really? Well, I, I didn't. Think. Even, I didn't even want to think about it because I don't like thinking. Because we them. went out to visit them over at the right. They were staying at a cabin. Right. Uh, was it on Whidbey? Yeah, Bainbridge? it was Whidbey. Was Whidbey? Wasn't Bainbridge? It was Whidbey. It was Whidbey. Yeah. So we went out and we gathered there, and, uh, and that was yeah. Such Amy fun. was there, and so that was either during the summer oh, or spring. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely. You're right. I was thinking it might have been in May. You know. Yeah. That's the weird so, thing about the pandemic is that it, you know, the days just kind of yeah, slipped no, by. And it, it's completely screwed up our sense of time in terms of when did this happen, you know. Was yeah. It during the pandemic, poor, before the pandemic. But anyway, Amy was playing up at Daryl's Tavern. That was, that was the thing that was happening Thursday night. And I'd known about this gig that was coming up. And I'd been, you know, in contact with Amy and, you know, told her that I wanted to come up for it. That, you know, that Diane didn't feel like going, but I was going to go. And so I thought, and this was like Wednesday while I was at work, I thought, what if, I wonder if Marjorie and Nancy are planning to go. Because if they are, they could come over to our house and have some soup and we could do a little chit-chat dinner thing before, because the show didn't start till 8 o'clock at Daryl's. So I contacted you from work and I said, what do you think of this idea? And you said, that'd be great. And I said, we got enough soup? And you said, we got plenty of soup. Yeah, I just made a so, Yeah, I know. So I just vat. contacted uh, Marjorie and said, hey, I don't know if you guys are planning to go to the sh- to Amy's gig or not, but if you are, what do you think about coming over to our, our place first and having some soup? And they were like, great, we'd love to do it. Yeah, so they did. And it turns out they had they had thought, I guess they had thought they'd missed it, Amy's gig. Yeah. They were thinking that, it, they, had, that they had missed it. And then when I contacted them, they were like, oh, we didn't miss it. Yeah, let's go. Anyway, we all we all got to go see Amy play, which was a joy. But except got, for me. Except for you. And there are reasons why I did not go. Because yeah. it was going to be in this tavern. Yeah, and Daryl's tavern, tavern is not my idea of uh, the, the a good acoustic music venue. It's a classic dive bar, and, and there are relatively few of those left. Uh, but it's a, it's a rock and roll bar, you know a blues bar it's made it's set up for bands so the sound system is is geared that way and the sound guy likes to have everything at the just at the ear piercing level which you know as an old geezer you know the that that kind of stuff really bothers me so anyway well the re- other but, reason but why Amy sounded great Amy sounded the other great. reason why I didn't really want to go is because I just really have problems because of my history of listening to people in a listening environment, I, I actually start getting angry when other people are making noise during a performance. Yeah. And so I just thought, ah, this is not, this does not bode well for my enjoyment factor. Right, right. Yeah. But 
and also Thursday mornings I get up at 4.30 and it was the, she wasn't even going to be playing till 9 so I thought man does yeah. not does not sound like it'll work for me right. but oh my gosh how wonderful it was to have Marjorie and Nancy over for dinner yeah. Yeah. it's I remember when Saturday Night Live was actually poking fun at um, people getting back together after having not been together during the pandemic mm. and how awkward it would be to just be in social settings. And I've never found any awkwardness. I just feel like like it's just like nothing ever happened. Well, for me, it's almost like a buzz. Yeah. It's like you're high on something or something because you just, you haven't, it's been so long since you've had... You know, there's there's you know there's a pheromone thing happening. There's an aura interaction. There's a, you know, an energy between bodies People, in yeah. space. You know, that that you don't really recognize until you're without it for a long time. Yeah. And so every time I've gotten together with actual people, like the song circle that I went to and stuff like that, it's just like a thrill. It is. It's this it's this kind of thrill that you've that you recognize. God, I haven't felt this way in so long. So. It's a it's a joyous thing, and especially with a couple of people who are just so easy to talk to. It just seems like, I mean, I've known Marjorie for forty years, and uh, and and Nancy's like the perfect partner for Marjorie. I mean, I just when I am with the two of them together, it just seem they just seem like uh, they just live in harmony with each other. You know, it's like there's always one is always singing harmony to the other. Or, you know, and they, they trade the lead vocal back and forth so nicely and, and just in their interactions in the world. So I admire them and they are both amazing writers and, you know, one, yeah. of, the, one of the perfect couples that you know of in your life and you just kind of think, yep, they belong together. Yeah, it was just a, a scintillating evening in the... Yeah. I love it when conversation is almost like a volleyball, that it's just being bounced and bounced, you know, that there nobody is really, it's just kind of everybody's got something that they're right. saying, and it's yeah. it's all just uh, in this great, wonderful flow of of joy. And you can keep track of everything, you know? Yeah. Even though I'm old and my brain's kind of busted, I could keep track. I was tracking on everything, and... You know, it all made sense, and you know these are smart people, and they're eloquent, and they have a, a particular way of saying the things that they say that is delightful, uh, because it's not the way you would say it. And you know that's one of the things that I love so much about Amy's music and Marjorie's music is that, and Nancy's music too, is that it's not like any other music. And so it's, it just makes me happy uh, to feel like. I get to be included in a group like that, you know? It makes me feel like, well, gee, I must but, have, but yours I must have is done, not I, like well, any other music. I must have done either. something right, you know, uh, somewhere along the, along the way. So that and was speaking fun. of the week, you had your first uh, poetry break. Oh, I did the poetry break on Tuesday night. That's right. So it was it was not an unhectic week for me, but the the poetry break is not as a hectic uh, of an enterprise. And I think I really like it because it is uh, a lot more spontaneous. Um, I didn't even really plan that. I mean, I, I had a bunch of poems that I knew I could, that I would go to, but I just kind of left it to the moment to decide. The, the poem I thought I was going to start with 
I ended up not reading at all, and you know, it was it was a good experience for me, and I think I'm going to continue with it, even if it's just another experiment in the uh, media output, kind of like the Bill and Diane show. And you know, if I've got you know two, possibly three listeners out there per week, uh, that's that'll work, that'll work. But people have been interacting with it to some degree. I'm hoping that that will continue to expand. You know, so. Yeah, the Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, Pacific Daylight Time. <laughs> yeah, on most of, your, uh, most of my Facebook pages. So that was good, too. Well, and that's why I say it's not exactly, because to me, the Lake Amphetamine, the hectic week, Yeah. I don't think weeks are going to be quite as hectic anymore. Well, that's why and I had to come I up like with the Lake that. Barbiturate. Yeah, but it's not that slow either. It's kind of in between. You have to come up with something else. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Lake Equilibrium. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Kind of a steady week here, here in Lake Equilibrium. Yes. Lake Equilibrium is not that easy to say on a Saturday morning. Though, I see. Yes. Well, I felt like this week was exactly the kind of week I like, that there were activities and social contact. I uh, had a marvelous conversation with two of my previous supervisors yesterday. Um, The supervisor who hired me in pharmacology, who I dearly loved from the moment I met her, and then the supervisor hired me at ABC, who I dearly loved and when I met her. And I'm fortunately still in pretty constant con- contact with both of them. But, la- but yesterday it was so wonderful because I was telling them about my decision that I was, if I am going to work anything part-time after... Um, after retirement, and I haven't even decided whether I would need to, um, that it won't be with ABC because I I just felt like, man, no, I'm I'm just done with this, and having their thoughts and blessings upon that really meant a lot to me, especially because as I was thinking over my thirty three, you know, I'm close to thirty three year history at the U. And I was particularly thinking about this because I'm currently trying to uh, go through my emails from oh, right. decades yeah. to make sure that I don't have anything that's going to disappear that needs to be in records retention because we're with the state. So I'm I'm going through and and literally getting rid of various emails permanently and and trying to keep other ones trying to, you know, get them into the records retention. And it's like watching, the, you know, it's almost like your life, your working life is passing before your eyes. And, and I realized as I was doing that practice that you have three decades at a place and there are certain high points, certain joyous experiences that you had and of those joyous experiences, for me, it was working with Nancy for the short time that I got to work with her and working with Shelley for the short time I got to work with her. And Nancy, I kind of regard as my, I've regarded for some time 
as my daemon, my, you know, guardian angel who has helped me, mentored me in how to be a supervisor, how to, how to do things in the world of work. And so I was contacting her and telling her about what's, what's happening for me, um, in my mind about retirement and, and getting her blessing and, and her saying, yeah, she said, my, my entire span of history at the university was 32 years. And then I felt like I'm done. You know, that's, that's the cycle, the full cycle. And interestingly, she had started at the university in January and ended her period of time when she quit or retired in January. And I started in June and I'm ending in June, which is kind of interesting. Well, it is interesting. It's like you've come full circle, you know? So yeah, it was really wonderful. And then talking to Shelly, or I talked to Shelly first and, um, and for me, Shelly represents almost uh, like, Nancy represents almost like the magic of the portal into my true career working life. Right. Because I had worked at the U before then, but I don't think I thought of it in quite the same career way that I did when I started working with Nancy. And then Shelley represents to me the the way out, the the landing path that I could have to um, to get the most effective way of retiring. Right. Um, so, and both of those were joyous, magical experiences. And when Shelly and I were talking, we were saying how, you know, it, you can take for granted how magical those kind of combinations of personalities can be until you look back and say, oh my gosh, how few there are of those situations where you feel like everything is humming and, you you feel like you love coming into work because you love the people you're with and everything is just a joyous experience about working because of the people that you're working with. Right. So that was a wonderful experience for me yesterday to have those talks with them and to talk with you. It was it was a really perfect day off. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh shifting and remixing and recombining of flavors going on in our lives right now. You know? I do know. And the food is good in this part of life, I have to say. I am the beneficiary of Diane likes to cook. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Which is, you know. And we had, uh, you know, we had... uh, we had our gathering with my mom a couple of weeks ago, and, or a week ago or so, and for my mom's birthday. And she was talking about her joy of cooking. And, and she, I think you can understand. There's things about the gene pool from which I come. Uh, you know, two things that, that spring to mind are cooking and financial planning. <laughs> two areas in which my gene pool seems to be bereft of talent and in born abilities uh but uh you know you we struggle through as best we can whereas people like you seem to seem to have had that is your real art form in life is organization and 
you know, you're organizing recipes uh, for things that are delicious in the kitchen. You know, you're organizing our finances in a way to where there's nothing coming down the track that you haven't tried to account for in some way or something. And all of these phenomena strike my brain as being like science fiction. (laughs) But... Uh, but kind of a paradisal kind of a kind of a utopian kind of world of uh, idealized everything i think it is so <laughs> with cooking it is so much what has been passed down to you attitudinally right uh with that because that's what i'm talking about that's why I, well because your mom was saying that she hated cooking and, yeah and, and so uh, for me if i if i can broil some chicken arms or make some buffalo slop or you know have a couple of things that I can do, you know, make some green chicken soup and or something like that. I think, hey, man, I'm really, I'm really killing it as as a cook. But then somebody like you comes along, and I realize, oh, <laughs> I was no. basically just trying to stay alive. Uh, you know. I was very fortunate that my parents both loved to cook, and right. they passed that passion on. Not even with trying to, but just watching them cook. I was telling you that um, my dad used to make frittatas in the morning. And he liked to chop the vegetables really, really fine. And he'd be telling me about that. And my my parents both, I think I've mentioned on the show before, but they loved not only cooking, but presenting things in this beautiful way. So... Like when I'd come into the breakfast table in the morning on a weekend, the table would be set. They would have a pitcher of orange juice and a glass pitcher so that the orange was beautiful and the sun was shining through it. And my dad would like to, when he had grapefruit halves, he would cut little diamond shapes in it, put a maraschino cherry on top and... They just loved, not only, my dad was such a food adventurer. Butterballs. Yeah, he loved, to, he loved to do things with food, and so did my mom. And both of their parents had been, my, my grandmothers, both of them had been cooks for groups. So they had a, a love of cooking. Uh, it probably wasn't the love that my parents had because it was more practical, but there was a lot of handed down right. um, yeah. knowledge just through watch watching them cook. So, but I really do love it. And I, I really love making soup. That's probably my favorite activity. Um, because to the colors of the vegetables are so gorgeous. You're chopping up all these vegetables. You're putting them in a pot. And then you're just letting the, the alchemy of everything occur, you know. So if you can picture me sitting in the corner. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. You know, feeling sorry for myself drooling and, you know, <laughs> Ew, stewing boy. my own juices. And then That's good coffee. Diane hands me a bowl of the soup, you know, and suddenly I, I'm alive again. You know? <laughs> I'm aware of the fact that there are other things in, the, in, in existence besides personal suffering. Really brings me back. So there's a therapeutic aspect. Plus, it's good for you food. I mean, it's all veggies and stuff, you know? 
Well, I've been making vegetable soups for a very long time. When I was with Chris, I used to, we had this big garden Mm -hmm. and we had to use the vegetables and it was almost impossible to keep up. So I would make a lot of vegetable soup and freeze it. And I remember Kat coming over and saying that she felt like she was eating a bowl of vitamins because of all the the vegetables in it. But... um, she also had a dream. She used to have dreams when she was feeling bad that I would be coming to her with a bowl of soup. And I always thought that was funny. That's, that's nice. Fun. That's but, nice. But soup, uh, my parents used to make a lot of soup too. And so I, I have always loved making soup. But I actually see myself venturing forth after retirement, even more into the culinary world. Bummer. <laughs> All I can say is, bummer. You'll know where to find me. I'll be right over not, in the corner. Not like French cooking or anything, no, no, but no, just, no. you know, yeah. Yeah. finding things that I think will taste good and yeah. different. Although the soup, man, that's a pretty hard dish but to beat. But, you know, there's other kinds of soup. You know, I want you to make another pot of chili at some point. Oh, yeah. Well. That you made that chili too. that time, and that was—I uh, could have eaten that every night for a couple of years. You know that kind of thing, Diane. And plus, you're doing the thing—we're doing this thing with the, the rice and the with the curry and the, the doing the spices on the chicken thighs and the—you know—it's like hey, and the uh, Caesar salads and. Pensy's spices—they have such good spice blends. It's true. And the one that Bill's talking about is Maharaja curry. You Don't you use some, two different different curries on that I, in that dish? Yeah, I do. Uh, there's so, this is the cooking yeah, part of the show. Um, I make up the rice with the maharaja curry, which has a little saffron in it, yeah. and it's just a, a gorgeous yes. flavor yes. with uh, with rice particularly. And I make the uh, chicken that I cook up for. The combination with garam masala. I don't know how to. Garam masala. I've heard masala. garam masala, but I... garam masala. Yeah. But that is a. I think one of the more popular of the the spices in India, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. But man, the combination yeah. of those two oh, just spices are is wonderful. Yeah. And I actually put a little yogurt on my plate too. Give it a little tang too. Bill doesn't like the. I like the I like just the, the more subtle flavors of it. I can eat a bowl of that rice all by itself. I don't. You don't have to put anything on it. Yeah. It's already there, so it's really. And it makes the house smell incredible. Yeah, I'll be upstairs, you know, doinking around, you know, up there, you know, stewing in my own juices as I usually do, <laughs> and uh, suddenly this new smell will come wafting up the stairs, and. Oh, there's going to be good food. There's going to be good food. Yeah, I don't really I've even got have a reason to, to live. I don't really have to call you on those days. You, all of a sudden, you start coming down the stairs. Yeah. What's going on down here? I feel like one of those cartoons where they, you know, the, the smell is coming and they kind of are lifted off the ground. And, <laughs> and their nose is kind of leading them down to wherever they're oh, floating. To, I remember to that. Yeah. yeah. Baby. Yeah. Food, it's a wonderful thing. It is. And it's good for you. And it's not 
super expensive because you know it's vegetables you know and certainly you know vegetables you can would buy good vegetables and they're a little more expensive but i mean relative to you know relative. if we were living on tv dinners diane we'd be spending more on food than we spend for what we do eat mm -hmm. i think or if it was all like you know uh pre-prepared uh, processed uh, foodstuffs well i definitely think that it's worthwhile to buy the best veggies you can yeah i think about the vegetable soup that we used to have when we were kids. Mm -hmm. I never liked vegetable soup when I was a kid, but I realized it was because they they didn't have many vegetables in it, first of all. And the vegetables that they did have in those canned Campbell's vegetable soup, they were pretty tired old vegetables, yeah. you know. Yeah. But when you make soup with all fresh veggies and the best fresh veggies that you can get, oh, my God. God, that's so good. It is really quite lovely. Okay. There are, therein lies our rhapsody on food. Yeah, because, well, and it ties back into Marjorie and Nancy having come over because they were here for the soup, and they brought this great bread. Gluten-free bread. Gluten-free bread that was really good. Yeah, it was very chewy. and Yeah, it had, it had real... It went well, really crisp, well Crispy on the outside, ten, moist and tender on the inside. Just like you want it to be. It was a great meal altogether. It was, and a great evening, and it was a good week. Lots of good conversations. I had a great talk with my friend, the big guy, Alan, and we do our weekly call and uh, talk to my mom, talk to my sister. I always get to a chance to talk to my brother on Fridays too, and that yeah. was wonderful. Yeah. We were talking about. Uh, article I read by Carl Jung that I read out loud to you. I also read it aloud, out loud to my brother. Really? That kind of a noise in the background? No, it's just momentary. Though. Okay. You know, for a minute I thought it was one of our smoke detectors going off. New. New, Diane. New. And as we're sitting here, the, the glow of the yellow in our room is getting brighter and brighter because the sun is shining the more The sun and is more. hitting our front windows right now. Man. But it's it, like I say, it's like 40 degrees outside, so there's no worries of the... I don't feel like it's that summer sun that just feels like a threat. This feels like a nice, gentle kind of, you know, springtime sun. I may even have to go for a walk later, Diane. You may have to. I may have to. Mm. I feel like today is one of those wonderful, lazy Saturdays, and I'm feeling really happy. Yeah, I would have to say that for the most part, I am quite, uh, quite, uh, you know, in a pleasant kind of landscape myself. I'm happy to be here. So we should um, have the music sh come on because yes. you know we should have that music and think I'm Yes, well, Marjorie and Nancy. Yeah. Yeah couple of songs that uh, I think Marjorie wrote, but I believe that Nancy is singing harmony with her and that you get to hear some of that uh, some of that harmony that they carry with them. Love it. I love their and harmonies. it's very nourishing to me, artistically and emotionally and every other way. So Marjorie Richards and Nancy Reinhold. Done in 
not mending any more fences anymore. Watching what I say. Safe as a man. How many times must she fly away home before she can sleep when she lands? How many stones must rain down before they're forever banned? The answer's in. I ask you why women hold up half the sky. How many tears can a mountain resist before it is washed to the sea? On how many dollars must a woman subsist? Before she can stop working for free, how many times does anyone of us act as though we do not see? The answer's in the wind. I ask you why women hold up half the sky. The sky is beautiful. Half the sky is blue. Half the sky, the stars rising. Lives are human lives, not weapons or spoils of a war. And how many times girls' bodies, whole lives stolen and sold? How many stories must get told? Half 
the sky is beautiful half the sky is blue half the sky the stars rising for a choice How many more decisions will be made regarding women in which we don't even get a voice Half the sky We are beautiful Half the sky is blue Half the Beautiful, 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 beautiful. 